Our scripture reading for this morning comes from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and also Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Genesis 1, 1, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. On the road again, just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. I just can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again, do you know the second verse? <laughs> Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I might never see again. Oh, I can't wait to get on the road again. It is a season of road trips, right? I am a happy driver. I love getting in the car, loading up with some tunes or a new audiobook, and hitting the open road. Maybe it's because when I was in college, I would drive the road between Lubbock, Texas and Loveland, Colorado, where I was in school in Texas and Colorado, where my family lived, at least twice a year, if not more. And my family has mostly kept that split between Texas and Colorado. My parents retired back to Texas, maybe as y'all remember several years ago. And the boys and I just got back from a road trip yesterday from visiting them there. Now there are a couple of different routes you can take to Lubbock from here. When we lived further north, we would take I-70 out east to 285 and drop down through Oklahoma. But now that we live kind of south of Denver, we take I-25 down to Raton and then through New Mexico. Some of you are nodding your heads. You have also been on these roads. I have driven those roads dozens and dozens of times over the years. And I know both of those routes like the back of my hand. There aren't many roadside attractions between here and there, but I will tell you which bathrooms are the cleanest on both. <laughs> now, I've been very, very lucky, knock on wood, that my trips have mostly been drama-less. No breakdowns or flat tires, but there was that one time back in the 90s when my sister and I had to stop in Canyon. It's like, I don't know, 45 minutes from, from Lubbock, maybe a, an hour. Like, we had to stop there because there was such a terrible ice storm. But mostly my journeys have been uneventful and have essentially gotten me where I wanted to go. 
Not so with the disciples. You may remember last week when Reverend Lauren shared the story of the post-resurrection Jesus giving his followers the Great Commission. Therefore, go and baptize and make disciples of all nations. Which was great! As long as Jesus was there to offer them spiritual GPS. And Jesus promised to be with them always. But then all of a sudden he wasn't. He had died. He had risen. He had come back a few times to comfort them. And then he went into heaven, and that seemed to be that. The disciples were left holding suitcases full of hopes and unfulfilled promise and hopefully an extra pair of undies. It was like they had started on a journey and almost immediately needed to pull over for gas, but there was no gas station in sight. Maybe you felt this way. Running on empty, no energy to muster, drained of everything you've ever thought, believed, known. At least that's what it can feel like sometimes. So I'm kind of testing a theory that most of us are running on empty these days. It's a theory. I don't know. You can help me test it. This post-COVID world is one in which most people I know feel completely wrung out. I know it seems that way to me when I'm relating with my clergy colleagues. A couple of weeks ago, I was at an annual conference, and the overall feeling was of raw nerves and no reserves. Then this last week, I was in Lubbock, where my sister is a high school math teacher, and I asked her if her teacher colleagues were feeling the same. Absolutely, she shared. It's like everyone needs a collective six-month nap before we continue this thing called life. But God does not let us sit still for too long. Hopefully, you remember what happened next for their disciples when they hit their similar breakdown. Hopefully you remember because we just did like a whole sermon series on Pentecost. Do you remember that? But they found out that Jesus' promise wasn't empty. Instead, as he had said, someone came after him to offer them comfort and inspiration. But this someone was not what they had expected. This someone wasn't even a person in the traditional sense. They were a gust of wind. A flicker of flame, a dove, a wild goose. That same spirit that swept over creation, swept over the disciples, creating something new and completely unexpected. So just a minute ago, I mentioned annual conference. 
Let me kind of explain to you what that is if you haven't heard about annual conference. Annual conference is an annual meeting of all the clergy and lay delegates from all of the churches in a certain geographical conference. We are in the Mountain Sky Conference, and we have churches in Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Utah, and two churches in Idaho. From May to June every year, all the conferences in the United States meet in similar meetings to perform the functions and business of our connectional system. One of the things that we get to do at annual conference is have our appointments fixed. So um, I'm appointed here as senior pastor. Um, Reverend Lauren is appointed here as our associate pastor and youth director. And every year at annual conference, the bishop and the district superintendent read the churches and the names of clergy. And I am so, so happy that my name was read next to Washington Park United Methodist Church for the ninth time. You're stuck with me and Lauren for another year. But we are so, so happy to be here. Thank you, Jeannie. Same to you. Anyway, that's an aside. <laughs> One of the reasons um, annual conference was so difficult this year is because we had about 30 churches disaffiliate. This means they left the United Methodist denomination. You may know that our denomination has been in tension for many years, really more years than I've actually been alive, but specifically over the last six or eight years, over the inclusion of LGBTQ plus persons. And a new denomination called the Global Methodist Church has been formed. All of those churches in our conference left to join the GMC, the Global Methodist Conference, which is a much more traditional church that claims it will keep its exclusionary practices, although they may word it a little bit differently. Another handful of churches simply closed because either they were too small or too old to want to deal with any of it. And additionally, we had about 20 clergy also withdraw from our denomination. Now, as clergy in the United Methodist Church, we don't belong to a local church. We actually hold our membership in our conference. So for us, it, was, it would be like about 20 people standing up in this room and just walking out in anger and disagreement and not looking back. It was a place I never wanted to be. And having been a United Methodist all my life, never expected our church to be. And it was rough. It was rough. Also, since I serve as the chair of the Board of Ordained Ministry, I had to preside over that clergy meeting where the 20 clergy left. So I was talking with our bishop after the evening of voting on the disaffiliating churches, and we were sharing our common exhaustion. And then she told me this. After that, those 30-ish votes 
on the churches that were disaffiliating. And as she was trying to hold the sacred tension that is death and new life, she told those still gathered that the Mountain Sky Conference would continue to be a beacon of light and hope to our communities. And then she sat down to take a breath and a song started. And as she looked back up, she said that what she saw was a sea of light. Because almost everybody in the congregation had gotten out their phones on flash, flash, uh, flashlight mode, sorry, and were holding them up during the song, claiming to be beacons of light. Sometimes, an unplanned pit stop can affect the entire journey, set a new course, plot a new adventure in faith. But we have been promised that the Holy Spirit is our constant companion on the way. And our opportunity is to open our eyes, see the light, and embrace the newness that is offered. On the road again, going places that I'd never been, seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.